everyone. It's Colin Gallagher here for the third episode of A Man's Best Friend podcast. And we're on episode three, yet it is a part of an eight-part series of how to become a heart-centered business leader. And so on this podcast, what we're really going to be focusing on is to really truly thrive in life, to truly really get into that, that next paradigm that you're looking to reach. You have to really transition yourself from quote unquote, my career to growth of others' lives. And I know this may seem of a little bit of a simple concept yet when you really think about how the world is set up, how the world has set us up. Like when we went to high school or we went to second grade or kindergarten, whenever it was, is that we were really focused on what my grades are, where I had to be in order to fit into the top half of the class and making sure that I passed so that I could move on to the next grade. It was very much about my grades, very much about our movement, our momentum of going into the direction of graduating something. And so um, it's kind of been programmed in us, or it has been programmed in us, to very much think about my career. Like you want to have good grades to get into a good college. You want to go to college because that lets you get better opportunities with bigger Fortune 500 companies, which allows you security with healthcare and all these things. And so you've been taught from a very young age that everything needs to be focused on my career, things for me to do. And I believe that that's a beautiful way to program people when they're first initially entering into the world of of learning how to care about yourself and furthering yourself, becoming motivated, becoming inspired. Yet the reality is, is when you're doing something just for yourself, when it becomes my money goals or, or finishing a master's, or as many of you know, I'm starting a PhD and to finish that, when it comes just about me and my caring and my ego and what's on my checklist, there will be a point in life that we, we lose motivation because you see it's, it's all about instead of caring about the growth that we can offer other people. And so there has to sometime, somewhere in your life, there gets to be a shift where it's no longer just about you, yet it becomes about what's the greater offering that you can give to other people. What's the greater inspiration? What's the greater knowledge that you can impact someone's lives with? Now, this means that you could become a manager at maybe a facility or a a big corporation, or you start your own kind of side hustle and side job, yet you you have to have something that's a greater motivation than yourself, because if you get to the point when you're 30, 40, 56 years old, and it's still just about you, still just about me, my career, what's happening, you're probably going to feel exhausted. You're not going to be excited to wake up out of bed. There's going to be times when you lose momentum because I've never truly seen someone who's really living an extraordinary successful life that is completely happy and fulfilled that just focus on themselves. Yes, you can do it that way. You can create success that way from just focusing on yourself. Yet it's so much sweeter when you start to realize that you can help other people rise. And it becomes so much sweeter that as you watch other people rise, that you naturally become taken care of. So what I mean by this, let's think of you, if you think of professors, even Uh, it could be at universities or teachers, it could be at high school or middle school, whatever it is. A lot of them, you know, they're not really focused on just their career as a teacher. They're focused on the, excuse me, the growth that they can have at other, on others' lives. And so 
you want to start looking at that for yourself. And even though maybe it's not monetary success that teachers receive or doctors, even sometimes they don't receive the monetary success that maybe an entrepreneur does or a CEO does yet they are impacting the way that they know how to impact it. And so the, the short term gain of, of not going for the goal of money yet going for the goal of impacting someone's lives over time compounds in a way where they'll become so much happier, so much more fulfilled, so much more excitement and that their financial goals, their business goals may not come even from their main source of what they do yet. It comes from who they be. There's other opportunities that get brought into their life. Maybe it's, it's not money that's directed to them, but they create a cancer foundation or they start to create a nonprofit and money starts to show up for you in different ways. And so what I like to share with you on this is transitioning from my growth to the growth of others is as leaders, we've been programmed and trained to think about our rise on the journey we have to hit sales numbers. We have to manage a team. We have to work endless hours on end doing things we hate just to achieve money success goals. Yet the question truly becomes is, are you going to wake up one day when you're 80 years old, 30 years old, 40, 50, whatever, and ask yourself, are you even really enjoying the process of this beautiful journey of life? Because the one thing that you can never get back is, is, is time. You can get back money, you can always create more of it, but you can never get back time. I would almost argue to every single person that a moment is time wasted is actually more expensive than a penny being wasted. I would actually argue with you that a moment in time being wasted on something that's not fulfilling a mission is actually a million times more expensive than a dollar being wasted on a candy bar. Time is something that when you use it correctly, it's going to empower you and guide you to feel fulfilled. When you are coming from a place of choosing to feel good, when you're coming from a place of choosing that you want to help other people grow in their lives, you want to help other people succeed, a lot shifts for you very quickly because it's no longer just you that's now working with you. You now have what I like to call it other galaxies, there's angels, there's a whole other light avatar team that you can't see in the physical plane, yet they're here to support you. And what I mean by the physical plane is in our body, like our bodies are physical. This microphone is physical. My phone is physical. Yet when you're just focused on my, 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 that light avatar team that I spoke about here to support you can't support you in the way that it wants because you haven't yet allowed them to access the point of moving through you and that trust with them that they're going to move through with you and you're going to take the action to not just cause success for yourself, but the growth of a collective group of people. And so in this second golden rule, I call it, is moving from I and my to we are and collective growth. And just notice maybe how many times throughout the day you're saying I and my versus we are things like this. So it'll create a big shift in your life. And to the people who have quote unquote made it, the Warren Buffetts, the Jeff Bezos, the Nelson Mandela's, it was never about their success. It was about how they were going, it was about how they were doing was going to change the lives of others. And from that space in place in their life, it created a business infrastructure to come through, which then allowed not only their career, but many people's careers to grow. Think of how many people Jeff Bezos employs, giving them health insurance, money to pay for their rent and mortgages, and so on. 
Think about how many kids Jeff Bezos has helped paid for them to get their master's or part of their undergrad because their parents are working at Amazon. That's not just Jeff Bezos' career. He's empowering a lot of other people to get the tools and resources they need to go live the life that they want. So to truly become a heart-centered business leader, you must suck it up that in the small moments when no one is watching you, you'll not be applauded. It's because you did the right thing in those moments that they compound over time. You took the time to truly care about someone else and empower them to live a better life by speaking with them. That's what yields the results of you becoming your own Jeff Bezos. When you start listening to your obsessive knowing, which I talked about in episode two, these moments become more frequent, apparent, and you become more masterful at sharing the moments of caring about other people's growth over yours with no attachment to the outcome of what's going to happen when you simply help someone, when you spend two minutes offering your value to say, hello, how are you? Everything changes when the value you place on time isn't about where you're going yet. It's about the journey of who you're impacting to where you're going. So that thing of you just going to the grocery store to get that, those eggs or the milk or, or whatever that it is, it no longer just becomes going to the grocery store and doing that thing at the process of there, like the cashier that you're speaking with, the people that you meet, the, the, the stranger that's walking on the sidewalk. And it becomes when you care about making other people smile more than you, that it makes a bigger impact. And so this is where you really become a leader that's heart-centered instead of a results-driven, egotistical human or a person that is causing your own suffering instead of success. So an example that I like to share here is, you know, when we're using language of my, I think of it like we're only talking about ourselves and our achievements. We're working alone instead of with the team. We're being task-driven instead of vision-driven. Believing that you have to help every single person just by you and that if you let go of any control that anyone else can help or support you on your mission, that they're not gonna do it as well. Well, that's only going to get you so far in life. And I've seen many people in life, maybe at the, the million dollar, even 10 million, even $50 million mark that have made it to my, yet I think when you really want to go to that next place, that greater place, that's when you move to R. And I truly, truly believe when you're coming from a place of R, when you're coming from a place of we, when you're coming from a place of enjoying the journey and wherever it is that you think you want to go, and that destination of where you want to go no longer becomes the destination of a thing, yet it becomes, the journey becomes the destination. And the journey of helping others through your specific way of helping them is what really makes a huge shift of transitioning from no longer just about you, dissolving all the programming that's false and it's an illusion, and for you to truly start making the impact you know you're meant to have. So some things I like to say with R, shifting your language, is so an example for, for our growth, our helping, we, movement, it is someone is sharing they're looking for a new house and you put them in touch with your friend who's a real estate agent and you expect nothing in return. You don't expect a commission. You don't expect a thank you. You just simply did it just to be a good person. And the second thing is holding a team member or a team meeting and you let other people lead the meeting instead of you. So maybe if you have a monthly call, instead you give the opportunity for someone else to lead it. 
um, maybe multiple people and you, you shift that up so the team can start using their voice. They can grow their confidence. They can be nervous to be doing all this stuff. And you get to see them rise. You get to see them practice using their voice to become the next management teams, the next leaders or whatever that it is. And the last thing is that your goals, as I kind of touched on, stop really revolving around you and your goals really start to become about empowering others to rise. Your goals start to become so little really about what you want to do because you're so concerned or so motivated or inspired by what other people can do through you. And so one thing that I wanted to uh, share with you with this and a good way to start moving to this is to ask yourself, what brings me joy? And when I actually ask people this question of what brings me joy, not once when someone truly authentically answers it, has it really been about them? Most of us, if we look at who we are, where we are energetic beings, we are light beings. And if you look at, you know, even our hand under the uh, best telescope or type, whatever it's called, telescope, I think it is, uh, that I think NASA has or, or the space agency has, you literally just see atoms moving around our hand. You don't even see like the actual outlay of our hands. You literally just see atoms moving through space. And when you think about that, it shows that all these little atoms together had to come together to make up the density of my hand that you're actually able to see within your own eye. And so what I ask people, what brings them joy and why I share this story with you is we all just really want to help people. Just like our atoms really want to help us have a body that is healthy, that is strong, that is resilient. And most people, what they really brings, what really brings them joy is helping other people. When you really ask about people, it's not about the money they make. It's, it's not about their job. It's about the satisfaction they get when they get to see someone smile. It's about them being able to truly see that they made a difference in someone. It's that moment that you took in time to buy someone a coffee that couldn't afford their own. See, those are the things that bring people joy. And so I'd ask you to really sit down and question what does bring you joy? Now, the second thing that I wanna share with you is in this process of really transitioning from my growth to growth of others' lives, I always ask people to say this, if I were to die tomorrow, would I be proud of myself? If I were to die tomorrow, would I be proud of myself? And I get a lot of mixed reviews because people can go, oh, Colleen, it's so easy for you to say that you had cancer at a young age that was, you know, really imprinted in you from, a, from very young to think that way. I think that's something that I'm very grateful for because I do think cancer, I know cancer really changes your life and the perspective. And, and since I was a little girl, I've been more willing to take the risk that other people haven't to, to make my dreams happen and just have a knowingness and a trust in my heart that they're all working out. Yeah. I've made a lot of mistakes on that journey as well. And I've done a lot of things that were focused on me rising to the top, me making a difference for a woman empowerment, um, me doing this. And I made it a lot about me 
And even when I first started my business, I made it a lot about me, my growth, what I wanted to see, the number of followers I had, followers I had the number of clients I had, the, number, the amount of money that I made. I made it a lot about me. And that's a programming that even we all fall into. Yet I started to realize more and more, like, when was I truly happy? And I'm truly, truly happy when I'm sitting with a human being discussing their life and giving them that sparkle of hope of what they could still achieve, what they have the potential to be. And when I traveled the world for a whole year, I remember I stayed at so many Airbnbs, hotels, all this stuff. And it's like, everyone gave me five star reviews. Everyone was like always helpful to me. The food guides or the baggage people always like went above and beyond for me. And I remember I was just like, why does that happen? Because I realized that when I was traveling, it wasn't about me because it was me about, it was about me seeing that connection was real. Me seeing that when you share your heart with someone else that they instantly share theirs with yours. Me seeing that these walls that we've built don't actually exist. And so what I ask of you is to look at your life and say, if I were to die tomorrow, would I be proud of me? Did you impact the people that you know you're meant to impact from that obsessive knowing? Have you truly gone into the life that you want to create and have you traveled the world? Have you loved the people that treated you right? Have you really done what you know you were meant to do? And I know deep down, you know that you have a greater calling or you wouldn't be here. I know deep down that whatever you're doing right now, there's still a part of you that's in my career, my success. And what if you can completely dissolve that? What if you could no longer care about your success? You just so badly cared about the success of others. What would happen if you allowed yourself to shift into that? See, I remember when I worked for a $23 billion company and I was covering both of them, got to cover a million dollar then a multi-million dollar territory. And I remember people asked me, Colleen, you're not a sales engineer. How is this happening for you? And I remember I went in to be a sales engineer because I wanted to make it different for women in a male dominated field. And why did I do so well? It's because I truly know and I truly believe when I was with a lot of these older men, engineers, white, white older men, you know, a lot of them maybe didn't have the emotional intelligence training or opportunity to understand what love could really mean, what being a father could really mean what true joy could really mean. A lot of them didn't really know anything except that I have to do something to have money to pay the bills. They never really allowed themselves to think outside that box. Yeah, when I was there, I allowed them to express the engineer that they truly were, what it is they loved about engineering. And I was able to connect the dots in a way of relationship building, what they really loved and what the company that I worked for offered. Now see, in that step of allowing someone the freedom to express themselves, that creates a trust in a relationship building that isn't my career. And I wasn't doing it just to build my sales. I was doing it because I truly wanted them to feel seen, heard, loved, as I do with every single individual that I meet. I want every single person that I touch to feel like I can hear them, I can see them,
I can feel them and that they truly know that they have the opportunity to express who they really are. And so because I did that, I really believe that's why I had such a successful career when I worked in a corporate job for, and then as an engineer for both male dominated fields. It's because it wasn't about me. It was about allowing others to feel seen, heard, and felt. And the third thing that I want to share with you is that when you tap into feeling guided, when you tap into tuning in, when you tap into knowing that none of this is really about you, it's just your body is a physical vessel for other people to become initiated into truly becoming alive in life. You know, a dear friend of mine the other day, her and I were talking and, and she told me there's alive, well, and thriving. Most people are, are not even at alive. They're, they're just existing kind of through life. They're walking almost like a zombie because they're not even realizing what's available for them around them in this beautiful planet. Well, being well means you have a healthy body, you're excited, you have happiness, you have emotions. So thriving is when you really go into the state of pure ecstasy. Thriving is the state when your negative emotions just dissolve. Thriving is a state when you don't have resistance to anything that you truly desire. Thriving is a place when you change your perspective so it's broadened and the lens is greater for you to truly see what it is you want out of life. Thriving is when you no longer even just know that it's what you want out of life. It goes into what you can offer others. And that's the place where my career no longer matters because you've now just gone to the growth of others. That's when my life no longer matters because my life is so much greater in the collective growth to other people. That's when I, as just one little human being, is so small in the greater equation of the collective of where I fall in just to simply express me and that's enough for someone else's life to change. And if you know of knowingness in you right now, I know that you do, that you can change someone's life and you are acting on it. That is selfish. That is focusedly self focusing on your career, your limiting beliefs, the things that are holding you back where you actually aren't going out there and making a difference in someone else's life. So I wanted to share these with you as you transition from my career and growth of on my career to growth of others' lives. And I hope this serves you. Please feel free to leave any comments or reach out to me. Um, my name is Colleen Gallagher. And in the bio section, I will leave the link to my first book that's on Amazon that talks about living your truth. I go through five steps. Um, and the first one, it starts to share, become open. So opening yourself to new opportunities and discovering who it is you're meant to be is step two. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be sharing this. I'm excited for you to step into becoming a heart-centered leader and we'll talk very soon.